For streaming, creating, gaming, and more, power your passions for less during Dell's exceptional cyber savings event. Enjoy up to $400 off stunning laptops like the XPS, along with high-performance desktops and next-level Alienware systems, redefining what's possible with 10th-gen Intel Core processors. Shop special prices on top-brand electronics and accessories, plus enjoy free shipping on everything. Don't forget to ask for Intel when you call 1-800-BUY-DELL. That's 1-800-BUY-DELL. Hello, it is Thursday, June 27th, 2019, and today's show, dare I say, greatest podcast in the history of podcasts. Say it. Here, yeah, here. I think so. Say it. Get a once-in-a-lifetime interview with the Adam Pac-Man Jones. Yes, that Pac-Man Jones that you were thinking of gives us an entire conversation about everything that you've ever heard about the guy. I think you're going to maybe potentially flip your stance on how you feel about Adam Pac-Man Jones after today. 100% agree with that. Todd's ex-cop, he did after the conversation. <laughs> also, an incredibly inspiring story. Another one. Back-to-back back after the Maurice Claret interview. Today, we have Ryan Shazier joining us in front of a live audience in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Then, we wrap up the show with something we do on a very regular basis here. We break down the entire Orthodox <laughs> Jewish religion <laughs> with an Orthodox <laughs> Jewish man. You're going to want to be... When I say this, I mean this. You're going to want to stick around for yeah, this. Yeah. 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 Think about 10 dummies questioning an Orthodox Jewish man about his religion from beginning to the end. It gets hilarious. It gets informative. It's educational. And to be honest, Zito wasn't the dumbest person in the convo. Isn't that right? Yep. That's very true. Thank you. And you would be the dumbest person in any convo if you chose to use any other ticket-buying platform other than our presenting sponsor, SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the greatest ticket-buying platform on planet Earth and... The Moon! That's right. If you're going to buy a ticket to a live event on Earth or the Moon, you need to use SeatGeek because SeatGeek scans all the other ticket-buying platforms and makes sure you're getting the best ticket for the best price because they're looking out for you, the best human on Earth. Right now, use promo code PAT. You get $10 off your first order. Use promo code McAfee. Get $20 off. Off your first order. Pat, there's not a lot of sports going on. Huh? On contraire, mon frere. There's about 7,000 baseball games happening right now. <laughs> and even if you're not a baseball fan, a day out at the park is a good time, especially time. whenever you're getting tickets for a very low price from your friends at SeatGeek. Use that promo code MAC if you get $20 off. You could probably get into a Pittsburgh Pirate game for free. 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 Why wouldn't you do it? Why wouldn't you you try? (laughs) Promo code PAC, get $10 off. Then any stand-up comedy event, like for instance, ours that happened this past weekend, maybe a theater show, maybe anything that you could think about with a band, SeatGeek has the best tickets available. Promo code PAC, $10 off your first order. Promo code McAfee, $20 off your first order. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado. Tonight's guest is a man who is a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. He bounced around a couple places. He went to West Virginia University, but now Cincinnati is his full-time home. This place turned his life around. He just retired. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Pac-Man Jones. Thank you. Hey. Hey. 
Thank you. Hey! Pac-Man! These people fucking love you here, Pac! Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Man, that was awesome. I got chills right there, man. I really did. I was reaching out. I did reach out to Chris Collinsworth first. <laughs> Honestly. Only because I didn't expect Pac-Man to be in town. I sent him a message. I'm like, is there any way you're in Cincinnati on Saturday? He's like, yeah, I stay here, man. This is my home. I was like, really? He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I love it here. I said, is there any way you could come? You said, absolutely. I'm so thankful you came. No problem. And I am so, so lucky. What happened in Cincinnati that really completely changed the Adam Jones path, basically. There's no way you thought you were gonna be living in Cincinnati for your life. What happened here in Cincinnati that made you fall in love with the place? Um, the people, you know, um, when I first got here, um, I, I'm sad to say, but we was a sorry team, um, <laughs> I would say. We wasn't too good at, at the beginning, but um, I was a part of uh, a group that got to change the culture a little bit as far as winning and playing football here. And um, the people was very, very open armor with me. So um, Cincinnati is home to me, man. And um, I'm happy to be here. Um, Let's go. I'm grateful. You're, you went on to become an all-pro. You're the most electrifying player that I ever saw on the field. You played offense. You played defense. You're a fucking asshole, a special teams returner. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, you were. You were too, though, bro. <laughs> I must say, yeah. I enjoyed our conversations before every single game. Not a lot of returners would talk to me, you know. I, I would try to get over to them. I'd walk right over to them, like, hey, man, just fucking take tonight off from returning. Just, <laughs> just go ahead and call it quit. But you had this record, this incredible spree where you refused to fair catch a punt. It was like, I think, nine years straight or something. Like yeah, that. Um, you know what? I didn't realize till I retired that the, what, what, what I was doing, but our only fair catch, fair caught nine balls in my whole career, and eight balls was in my first year in the league. So um, after my first two years, um, I think I only fair caught two or three balls, but um, I just believe in myself and, and believe in the guys that we had in front of me, but I'm, I like taking chances, so. What um, was your, what? Was returning kicks your favorite part of football, or is it locking somebody down? Was it making a big hit? What was your favorite part of the game? Um, I had a lot of, lot of favorite parts, but uh, beating Pittsburgh probably was my favorite part. Uh, uh, I must say that. guy right next to you is the biggest Steeler fan of all time. Yeah, I heard, I heard, I heard. Yeah, yeah. I, love you're retired. You. I love you, you though, Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're officially retired. What, do you, what is life now for Adam Jones? Um, life is unbelievable, man. I, I'm getting a chance to see what um, being a regular dad is like, spending a lot of time with the kids. Um, oh. I, 
Um, I have a couple of business and ventures that I'm doing right now. Um, I just opened, opened a pizza place. Anybody here who's trying to open a pizza place, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't about the money, it's about the time. I just tell you that right now. What's it but, called? Uh, What's the pizza place called? End Zone Pizza is right across the bridge in Covington, Kentucky. Um, you guys get a chance, stop by there. We're opening from 10 to 11 on the weekends. We're actually closed tomorrow, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Try it in two days. Yeah, but uh, if, if you don't miss it today, uh, we'll see you guys Monday. <laughs> yeah. um, you obviously had some... <laughs> Jesus. Oh, hey, that's you know, next, you... buddy. We're going up to Middletown. <laughs> <laughs> you, obviously, you obviously had some situations that have happened in your life, which almost makes your... In, no, it definitely makes your story so much better because you completely matured and became an adult and became a dad and an incredibly loving husband. I see it on your Instagram. You're golfing with white people all the time now. <laughs> I mean, it's a whole new, it's a whole new ball game. And I didn't want to mention any of the negative drama that gets brought up with you because I think it's overplayed and overdramatized. But one of my favorite things that has ever happened happened with you within the last year. And I would just like a little clarification. So you get off of an airplane at an airport. I did not tell him I was gonna ask him about this and I have no idea if you have any pending legal charges or not. No, I don't. Okay. So you get off the airplane, which we've all traveled. You get a little tired, a little tight. You're with your wife. You're just walking through the airport and some guy, you got your fanny pack on you, which I respect, by the way, you wear a fanny pack. You got everything on you. This guy comes up and just starts shit with you. And it was less than 10 seconds. You drop this fucking guy in the middle, in the middle of the airport. It, I think it was at like 9 a.m. in the morning too. Like no time at all. And I watched it and I was like, okay, pack. And then I thought to myself, like in your head, you really had to be like, man, I don't want to deal with this type of bullshit anymore. I literally thought I was being pranked, bro. I was looking like, <laughs> all right, now, I know I ain't the toughest guy, but at least people should know that I'm, I'm, I can fight pretty good by now. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, is a camera coming out? I had just bought some Popeyes too. I'm like, man, this, is, this gotta be a joke right here. And he said something, he said, I'm about to whoop your ass. I looked back at him, I said, you about to whoop my ass? I said, man, you ain't gonna do that. And before I can say you ain't gonna do that, he hit me. I said, oh my God. <laughs> but out of that situation, man, um, he got, he got what he, he asked for. Yeah. Only thing I was mad about was my Popeyes. <laughs> you dropped your Popeyes, though. Dropped my Popeyes. Well, it wasn't even mine. It was for my daughter, so that, that, that made it even worse. Hey, ball security's job security pack. Don't drop that fucking chicken. <laughs> I loved it, though, man. And obviously, there's going to be people that try to spin that into a negative. And I honestly saw it as such a positive for you from coming for so... Because your family was with you. You've been trying to do right. You have been doing right. And then some motherfucker just deserved it. And he's got to get what he's got to get. How, how do you think maturing... What is it your kids that have made you become, uh, like, I don't want to say a better human, but, like, it's putting yourself in better decisions and of, shit? Like of course, I would say it's got a lot to do with my kids. My kids are old enough to read and write. They make straight A's now. Um, and I try to explain to them, like, because mentally... I don't think they can 
comprehend like how I grew up. Like where I grew up was a, a terror zone. Like it was like a war zone. So mentally, I had to be able to fight. Like I had to have a short temper, or I wouldn't be who I am today. You know. And when you get older, you got to learn how to put a cap on it. And then when you first get in the lead, they give you eighteen million dollars. Be like, oh, you just got to stop fighting. <laughs> Like, how in the hell are you going to tell me, okay, here go your money, you done done everything right, but you can't fight. <laughs> and I had to learn how to channel my energy in certain things, but um, I've, I've lived, I've learned, um, I've made a lot of mistakes, but I'm, I'm, I'm very content. I know who I am as a man. Um, I'm not pr trying to put on a, a persona for anybody else. Um, I really care two fucks about what anybody else think about me because Let's I go. know who I am as a person. So. That's awesome. The bullies got some questions for you, if that's okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't thank you enough. Go ahead, Todd. Hey, by the way, just want to let you know, 21 years in the state police. So. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I was just down there smoking that joint. <laughs> <laughs> I'm retired, brother. Oh, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, he's smoking more than you are right uh, now. I doubt that. <laughs> I'm a big fan of what I smell down there. Um, so, I don't know about you, man, but I always think about one day I'm going to have a funeral. And what are people going to do at that funeral? How are they going to look back at my time on this planet? One thing I focus on is, man, when they play that highlight reel or whatever, your highlight reel is going to be a little more cool than mine. But <laughs> running through my life, what song are you going to pick? What song will play as the soundtrack to the life and times of Adam Pac-Man Jones. Well, like Deep to hear First of all, who in the hell think about dying right now? Definitely <laughs> <laughs> not me. Hey, uh, hey, he's old, man. That's a hard question. Uh, close to the coffin. If I had any song, um, probably Phil Collins. I can feel it coming through tonight. I didn't hear what you said. I'm sure Phil it was Collins. I can feel it coming in here tonight. Hold on. Nobody knows. Okay, good. <laughs> so none of us know the rest of those words. That's good. I'm happy about that. This fun. guy, diehard Steelers fan. Fun fact, the last time the Steelers won a Super Bowl, they came out to that song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's the worst Pac-Man. Hey, hey, you do not have to put a cap on it. You could fight him right fucking Listen, now. <laughs> I have watched a lot and a lot of film on you. And I have asked a lot of people about this because I think you're the first and probably the best to ever do it. Easy, take it easy. <laughs> Are you the first and the best to make it rain on stage? Uh, by far. <laughs> yes. Uh, where I grew up was a trend in Atlanta. Um, I grew up in an inner city environment. Um, I had heroes like Big Meech. Um, I grew up watching all the dope boys have all the money. And I always told myself, when I get a little bit of change, I'm going to put something to the side to make it rain. <laughs> and so um, I put a little something to the side, and um, I don't think it hurt me to the day. Um, I don't think I need them right now, but, you know, but um, when you grow up in, in, that, in that type of environment, it's hard to go back and, and, and show color or show faith. 
and um, just show that your authentic is still there. You know, um, a lot of people ask me, like, man, why are you always going back to the hood trying to help people? Because I don't know nothing, know nothing else. Because I wish I had somebody to do that for me. Um, I'm just one of the kids that stuck to it and made through it. But it's a lot of kids that just need a person like me to say, hey, man, you can do this. You know, so that's the reason why I As answer questions those type activities. Yeah. <laughs> As somebody who got a chance to be in a locker room for a long time and watch people come from different parts of the country that aren't great, I think the ability to show people from your neighborhoods that there's different ways to make it out and showcase that you don't have to always take the drug route to get a lot of money. There's athletics and stuff like that. I think you can really change an entire community uh, by doing things like that. I'm not saying make it rain makes people's communities better, <laughs> but I think showcasing that there's a different way to have success is an incredible thing. I think it's, I think it's really smart. And I think the people of Atlanta would thank you too. Agreed. We interrupt this incredible conversation that is a gem. Without a doubt. Yes. It's an absolute gem. An absolute gem. Some would say it's a diamond. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. oh. You know, buying a diamond these days can be tough on you mentally, emotionally, and even physically because diamonds that you're buying at stores, those things are morally and ethically taken out of the earth in incredibly terrible fashion. Yes. Yeah. Despicable. It is despicable. Every time I go to buy one, which was recent, yeah. I thought about, oh my God. What happened to get this diamond? I know. Yeah. Well, fret no longer, my friends, because a company has come along and decided to make diamonds all the way down to the atom, which, from what I've been told by smart people on the show, Ty, yeah. atom is the smallest thing you can make thing, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, you bet. There are diamonds being made that are all the way down to the atom of the exactness of an earth-mined diamond that you can get and not feel bad at all. Nope. Clear conscious. Clear conscious with your clear diamond. Oh. Our friends at Couple.co has completely flipped the game of diamond buying on its head. These are real diamond without the ethical and environmental impact as the earth mined diamonds. Lab-grown diamonds have the same chemical composition as mined diamonds down to the atom. atom. In 2018, the Federal Trade Commission stated that it is no longer accurate to define diamonds as natural when it is now possible to create products that have the same optical, physical, and chemical properties as mined diamonds. They grow their diamonds in a lab above ground in the United States. Hello, oh. greatest country on earth? Yep. America. Uh, USA. 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 <laughs> We're not on the same page there, but we are all on the same page whenever it comes to buying our diamonds from couple.co. The quality is incredible. The convenience is incredible. And you can do it online, a personal and reliable way to buy engagement rings right now. Couple.co simplifies the engagement ring buying process by doing the hard work for you. By cutting out the middle men and women wholesales, Couple.co enables you to get a 35% larger diamond versus a mine diamond of the same price. Wow. Go that is pretty big, actually. Yeah, wow. Yeah. 35%? Let's go. That's a lot more than 0%. Yeah. That's a much larger diamond there. Yeah. And well, what yes. are we looking for when we're coming down to diamonds? Big old. Oh, big big diamonds. Give me one of them big old tig old diamonds. So <laughs> go to couple.co forward slash pad and try out their diamond concierge and customers, uh, customization service. You can jump on the phone with someone today who will help you walk through the process and help you get a bigger, better, 
quality diamond in the perfect ring. Again, that is couple.co forward slash Pat to make this process stress-free, morally sound, uh -huh. and for the first time in human history, a diamond that makes you feel good about buying a diamond. Go to couple.co forward slash Pat. This guy's also an old man. He lived in Nashville for a long time, though. Big Titans fan back in the day. Holy yeah, yeah, he's friends with Ursay, too. I mean, he has a good time. You get it. All right, Pac, I could ask you, you know, stupid media questions, so I'm going to go off of that. Thank God. Shut up, Tony. <laughs> I want to know something that Adam Jones is good at, not sports-related, that these people will be like, whoa, really? Like, um, something you're great at that people will be shocked at. Great. Uh, I'm a really good drawer. I can draw pretty good. You're an um, artist. That? You're an artist. Yeah, I can draw pretty good. How do you know? Oh, I got a comic book coming out. I just wrote a comic, comic book. book. You have okay. a comic book? Nice. Yep. Um, What's it called? It's called Pack uh, Action Pack. You almost made me mess right up. Right here. Right here. <laughs> I want to have a copy of it in the car. I do? You want to go get it right quick? Who's, that this, who's this 12 year old you got over here? <laughs> <laughs> That's my little protege. Come out here right quick. Hey, this kid on. right here. Y'all give him a hand clap yeah. right quick. There we go. So this is my little brother. His name is TJ. Um, he plays for Ohio TJ! State. He started as a freshman this year. He played baseball. He's a totally a pitcher. His fastest clock this year was 92.95. So uh, hopefully one day he'll be in the big leagues and I can go and see him play. I respect that. What does he do? He does uh, a lot of video for you and stuff like that? No? Just hangs out? No. Oh, that's awesome. Look at you. Look at you just adopting little white kids around here. <laughs> That's awesome, man. TJ, we appreciate you coming out, brother. Thank you for having me. Thank What's you. it like hanging out with him on a daily basis? No, it's great. Um, Yikes. No, we don't do that. No, we don't do that. No, he's a, he's a great big brother and a great mentor. He makes sure I keep my head on my shoulders. I go to lift every day. And I'm working out and making sure I'm doing good in school. He's a great big brother, and I couldn't ask for anybody better. Yeah, hey, that's you. awesome, man. That's really cool shit. Make it to TJ the majors, don't bro. smoke weed either. They're bad the people. The motto is, you don't start smoking until you get rich. I don't know about y'all, but where I'm from, I've never smoked weed until I got a million-dollar check. The reason why I didn't smoke weed while I was growing up, because everybody else was doing it. And so, like, that is our motto, and, like, Everybody around me and, and the people that I associate myself with, um, yeah, it's cool to smoke weed if you want to be cool, but I got a doctor script to smoke weed. Like, I'm in pain. So, uh, I don't know about y'all. Uh, y'all heard about the medical on the law in uh, Ohio? Yeah, yeah, this guy definitely does. Do anybody got their medical on cards? Uh, put your hand up. Hey, hey. Oh, well, you got to get, you, you get your cards, but uh, yeah. I respect that. This guy over here in the, um, the Incredible Sport Code has a question for you. Uh, Mr. Pacman, I heard a story that you spent a lot of money one weekend. How did you spend all that money? <laughs> I, I think it was a million dollars. Are you talking about the Miami weekend? Yes. Uh, the story I told at the uh, Ricky Symposium? Yes. <laughs> uh, it was a great weekend. Uh, <laughs> so just, I, I really don't like it was a private conversation. I don't like to talk about it in public because people don't have be to. think you're like boosting their brag. No, it's no, not no, a no. boosting their brag. brag no. We're all friends here. This is a private conversation. <laughs> it's a private. 
You saw the way they reacted to you when you walked out here. This is your family right here, man. So uh, I got drafted. I had I had a great chance and a great opportunity to be the first defensive player picked in my draft, which was the sixth pick overall. Um, being a little black kid from the projects, they gave me $18.9 million. And I was, I had already told all my boys that stayed in the process, look, if I ever get some money, bro, we're going to take one big trip. That's the trip I owe y'all. So time I got drafted, I'm going to <laughs> hey man, what's up with that trip? I'm like, man, I ain't even got no money yet. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I don't know if y'all know, but like, they don't give you your money until like 10 days after you sign. Yeah, the signing bonus is not an immediate thing. Right, tell them, Pat. <laughs> yeah, I almost got my car repoed. I bought an Escalade. <laughs> I bought an Escalade the day I was drafted. I was like, I got you. It's coming tomorrow. And I got a call from the Colts. They're like, that thing ain't coming for two, three, three months. I was like, what? And the bank showed up in my fucking house. They're like, uh, we've been Googling this contract. We have not seen a single dollar, sir. We are going to take this Escalade right out of your front fucking yard. I'm like, it's coming. Call Bill Polian. That's the, mother that's the motherfucker that lied to me, too. I, th I thought I was getting this money immediately as well. Yeah, and um, so I got calls for the first probably... 20 days, and uh, my, the, um, the account, I mean, the money finally had hit my account. I was nervous when it first hit. I'm like, oh, my God. I, think, I don't think I went nowhere the first two days. Like, Somebody might be trying to kill me right now. You know? <laughs> but, um, so I waited till we had a, a break, and I took 75 people from my project. I paid for all flights, all hotels. We was in Miami for an entire week. That's a lot. I ain't going to tell you how much it cost me, but it was over a couple hundred thousand dollars. Okay. I will say that. 75 people in Miami for a week? Yeah, 75. Um, I took in my entire family um, and like everybody who stayed on my side of the projects. It was probably like 15 families, I would say. Nobody talks about that, man. <laughs> Nobody ever talks about that. You took an entire fucking city to Miami. <laughs> that's incredible. Hey, Pac, that's awesome. I would argue that being an incredibly loyal person potentially backfired for you a little bit. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when you lay your head down at night, you can sleep well, I'd assume. That's probably accurate. Oh, yeah. Um, my story is an unbelievable story. And um, I don't take nothing for granted. I know... Sometimes people can just see the outside and not see the inside, but um, I'm a very passionate person about what I do, who I love, the people I care myself with, and um, life is good, man. I wouldn't change nothing because all the trials and tribulations, it make you stronger, and it's a story, you know. Um, like I was telling my daughter the other day, we was going through all my arrests. I mean, every last one of them. Um, you know, Google is a motherfucker right now. <laughs> I'm so happy they didn't have fucking Google when I was in high school. Oh my God, I would probably be up under the jail for sure. Like, uh, oh my God, man. But um, so we go and we talk and we visit things um, on Friday, Friday mornings when we had daddy talks. And um, my kids always say that they want a person just like me, you know. Um, and I can understand because my heart and, and, and my love and, and all of that, but I have to show them like, the temper side too so um but if they had to choose a person i would i would want them to choose someone like me because the love and the, the love and caring that i have you know of course i got a, a fly temper but that would made me who i am today you know i i it's 
sometimes to turn it on and turn it off. So uh, it's Everything good. Everything happened for a reason. You're a yeah. human, bro. Uh, guy over there in the goatee has a question for you. <laughs> Pack, we alluded to it earlier. You're one of the last guys I think anyone would want to see in a fight. Just curious. Is there one guy from your time in the NFL who you just relish? Joey fucking Porter. I would love to see this motherfucker. <laughs> I just don't think he's tough as he say he is. Me personally, like if I could, if I could pay to get, if I, if me and him could fight boxing or whatever in a ring with probably two hundred thousand people, <laughs> that would make my day. <laughs> He beat up a bouncer in Pittsburgh. No, I'm just playing, but uh, uh, probably Joey Porter. That got real serious real quick. There. <laughs> I mean, that was a real, hey, that was a real feeling right there. Did you I, see that? Hey. I felt a real feeling. Hey, did you see? Yeah, he's going to fight you, too. I fucking pissed myself. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Maraud over there, also a Pittsburgh guy. Adam, you're one of the best to ever do it. You're an aficionado, a connoisseur. I got to ask, what's the best strip club that you've ever been to in the country? Well, it, it depends. I've been to a lot, but it depends on what type of strip club you, you're talking about. Are, are you talking about like a cabaret strip club or are you talking like Magic City strip club? I mean, a white I'm a, guy strip club. Yeah, I'm white. Club so. Eleven is the best strip club for a white guy to go. Club yeah, Eleven, please. Miami. Have you ever been to Club Eleven, Miami? No, I've seen pictures on Instagram. Oh, you got Looks go. delightful. <laughs> huh? Looks delightful on Instagram. Oh, it, it, it's. Oh, you say? Are you? Did you ask me what it's like, or did you ask me? Just Atlanta? the best one. What, in your opinion, what do you got? Best one. If I had to pick, if, like, if I said, all right, I'm going to one strip club, and this the last one ever. Uh, it will probably be Magic City. There it is. I've been in Magic City, by the way. I know you have. <laughs> How did you like it, Pat? <laughs> I had a great time. In there. I was the only Caucasian in that thing, and boy, we were having a fucking blast. Um, Mr. Jones, can I ask, because there for a while, I don't know if it was you or NFL PR, or the Bengals PR? It definitely wasn't me. I know what you're about to ask me already. <laughs> Pac-Man? Yes, Pac-Man, not Adam. It's cool. So it's, I, can't, I was kind of scared to call you Pac-Man whenever you were introduced here. Pat, you've never called me Adam. We've played <laughs> against each other a hundred times. I know, but like this is recorded. There's people. Oh. I didn't want to... Honestly, every time I've gone up to you, I've said Pac, Pac, Pac. But there for a time, there was like a real spin. They were like, his I name, love him. His name is Adam Jones. It's not <laughs> Pac Man Jones anymore. But then I look on your social media, it's like, this is Adam Pac Man Jones. Yeah. What happened? How did you get the name Pac Man? There's a lot of different stories out there. And whenever they decided to tell you that you weren't going to be allowed to call Pac Man anymore, how did that all go about? Um, all right, my mom gave me the name Pac Man because I used to go to the bottom when I was hungry. I used to go. <laughs> so that's how I became Pac-Man So my mom originally gave me that name When I was like four or five months My mom even never called me Adam I don't think probably twice In my whole life It's so, always been Pac-Man So like, literally since you're right out of birth Pac-Man is your right, name like, I was one of them kids like Damn what's your, what's your name again in the first game Adam <laughs> Oh Adam put Adam on there Adam A-D-A-M <laughs> <laughs> yeah, What's your name Pac-Man um, Normally sign everything, but yeah. Uh, nobody really never ever called me Adam until 
um, that one stint we had here, and I was trying to get the little negative thing off me, you know. So, but everybody that that know me or have been a part of something or a teammate, um, they've always called me Pack. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think I can say we are so lucky you joined us. Cincinnati obviously loves you. Ladies and gentlemen, Pac-Man motherfucking Jones! Thank you, thank you. Hey! How about fucking Pac-Man Jones right there? What a guy. I'm gonna go eat his, I'm gonna go eat that pizza and you should too, for sure. Wasn't that amazing that Pac-Man was able to talk about all that stuff? Yeah. Honestly, yeah. you never hear Pac-Man do interviews. Never. Nice to hear him open up. It was yeah. actually, and I'm very thankful he stopped by. There was a lot of question marks on whether or not he was going to come. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Literally, all he said to me was, I got you. That's all he said. And I'll tell you what, Pac-Man, man of his word. Mm -hmm. If he says something, I'm going to assume he's going to mean it because that's what he's done with me. I hope you go check out his pizza company down there in Covington, Kentucky. I'm a big fan of Pac-Man. I'm very thankful. And I think people might have seen another side of him there that you don't always get to see. Yeah, what? I mean, I completely changed my opinion on Pac-Man. He was less than an inch away from Diggs' face on numerous occasions. <laughs> that also changed my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Thought Diggs was going to lose his jaw. Shout out to Pac-Man. Follow him on all social medias. He's very entertaining on there. He golfs a lot, hangs out with his kids a lot. I think that's a guy who's a true depiction of trying to turn his life around. Honestly, trying his best yeah. to turn his life around. And I think he's done that. Shout out to Cincinnati for taking care of him, too. That was quite a pop whenever he got introduced. Mm -hmm. uh, you shouldn't have to choose between overpriced designer sunglasses and cheap shades that won't last you this summer. That's why we'll never wear anything other than movement sunglasses. Yep. You've heard us talk about movement disrupting the watch industry. Well, now they're doing it again with sunglasses. This Los Angeles-based accessories brand has hundreds... And hundreds of premium affordable sunglass styles to choose from. So whether you're into the more timeless shapes like classic round sunnies or something that makes a statement like fun 90s skinny frames, they've got them all. Constructed with durable acetate and lightweight materials for that perfect, reliable fit. You don't have to choose between style and function because of movement. You get both. Both. Nailed it. I can tell you guys were paying attention here. Both. I've been wearing movement sunglasses for three years now. You have. Mm -hmm. They're one of our first sponsors here mm -hmm. uh, whenever we launch into this internet business. And they are always selling the watches hard. I wasn't a big watch guy, but I like their watches a lot. When I went on their website, I found their sunglasses. And I said, wow, my face is not one that does well with a lot of sunglasses. But the movement sunglasses fit this face <laughs> fantastically. <laughs> You get so many compliments, though. Every time you're every out time. of bat. Every time I wear movement sunglasses, literally people say, love those shades. Mm -hmm. I'm like, thank you. They're from my friend's movement, spelled MVMT. So go check out the sunglasses. They have something for you. And they all have very cool names, too. Like they, oh, don't, yeah. they don't just have the basic names. They have, like, the Phenom. The Icon. The Icon. The Knight Rider. The, 
Is that a name? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Movement sunglasses start at $60 and no pair of prices over $95. So you're guaranteed to find a style you love with quality that doesn't break the bank. They've sold over 2.5 million products across more than 160 countries, and their collections are always expanding. Those people can't be lying. There's a reason people go to Movements, because it looks good, it feels good, it doesn't break, and God damn it, they're good humans. Right now, you get 15% off with free shipping and free returns by going to MVM com slash heartland see why movement keeps growing check out their expanding collection go to mvmt.com slash h-e-a-r-t-l-a-n-d join the movement speaking of movement this man was told he could never move again and instead he's just shattered and busted through every negative thing said about him we have a guest tonight that is going to blow the motherfucking roof off of this library. This man was an All-American in college, a pro bowler in the NFL, an inspiration to all from Ohio State University. Make some noise for Ryan Shazier! Somebody actually had a terrible towel out there. That is a hysterical thought. Um, Ryan, I want to say this for a real moment here. You walking out onto the stage right there with this place losing its mind like that is one of the most inspirational things I've ever seen in my entire fucking life, and I can't thank you enough for being Pat, I really appreciate that, man. What I was really thinking was like, I know Pat know this song because we play this in the third quarter because normally we beating the shit out the Colts. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's been great having <laughs> Ryan, um, everybody knows your story. Everybody knows about the incredibly unfortunate happening against the Cincinnati Bengals on Monday Night Football. Everybody has heard that people told you you would never walk again. You'll never play again. Here you are walking onto a stage with very heavy fucking chains around your neck. <laughs> How has the recovery process been going? Where is Ryan Shazier's body at right now? And what are we looking forward to next? Uh, I'm doing amazing, man. I, I literally can't complain. Uh, the same doctors that said I would never walk again, they're just giving me the same amount of hope and saying if you continue to with the same progress, you might be able to play again. So I'm just working hard and...
just I'm just working working my ass off, man, and I'm just thanking God every single day. You know, I'm a newly newly wed husband, and I have a okay. another kid. So. <laughs> So your wife's up, you have a child, children? Yeah, I have two kids now, two boys. Earlier, earlier today, we were trying to get you, because when we <laughs> scheduled this show here, I've never been here before, no clue. I had no idea that there's no parking lot. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, but no that, idea. Hey, Pat, the heat's working good here in this joint. <laughs> What's that? The, yeah, heat's, the heat's, heat's working great in this place. Yeah, this, place this place is 121 years old, zero updates. <laughs> <laughs> It's beautiful, though, but I was trying to get a hold of you because we wanted to set it up so you could get in and out because I'm so thankful you're here. And I texted you a couple of times. You didn't answer. I'm like, boys, I, I, I think he's here. He's fucking ghosting us right now. <laughs> I don't know if he's coming. And then you called me back, and you were like, hey, man, I just got out of the movie with my kids uh, trying to be a dad of the year. Why don't you get off my dick a little bit? <laughs> 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 what movie did you see? And... How challenging has it been to be a father? Because now you're a full-on role model to somebody that you created. Um, so we went to go see Toy Story 4. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I think everybody should definitely go see it. It was a, it's a great movie. It, it almost makes you want to cry, but it's a fucking kid's movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> so Disney did their part with that one. Damn, it's hot. Uh, it's very hot. It did. Um, no, nah, but, it's, you know, being a dad, I uh, already had one son, but... Now I have two, so we're kind of evenly numbered. But it, it feels great, man. You know, uh, to me, it's just the greatest job in the world, you know, just to be able to see my kids grow up. Man, um, and kids are the funniest people in the world. Like, this week, my my son, uh, he goes back and forth from here in Columbus. And uh, this week, my son haven't been to school in a few weeks because we've been traveling. So this week, my, the, my son... Uh, he gets in trouble three times. He only been in school three days. And I'm like, <laughs> so the first day, he slaps two kids in the face. <laughs> and then the day, he gets written up for a sword fighting, but poking the other kid too hard. So I'm like, with a pencil. So I'm like, man, the first day, I'm like, all right, I got to be a dad. And I'm like, man, whatever you want, you can't get. Then the day, Michelle was like, Man, Ryan got in trouble again. I'm like, damn, what do he do now? And then she was like, yeah, he was sword fighting with a pencil. And then the other kid, he just poked him a little too hard. I'm like, well, did the other kid get fucking written up too? Like, <laughs> <laughs> did the loser get in trouble here? Yeah, I'm like, and then she was like, yeah. But it was the first day, she, I was like, I was like, RJ, why did you slap the kid? And he was like, man, he was doing something I didn't like. You know, it was, it was during lunch. So imagine all of us doing, eating lunch and he was like, Man, he was doing somebody unlike it. I just walked over there and slapped him in the face. <laughs> like, man, I'm not teaching you this, so where are you learning this? So, but being a dad is amazing. It's hard not to laugh at that situation. I yeah, no, nah, yeah. I, it was. I'm walking in the house. I'm like, RJ, you can't fucking do that. <laughs> but, uh, no, kids are amazing, man. I got one more for you before the boys. They're so excited you're here, just like everybody else. Whenever I told the group, I was like, hey. I think Ryan Shazier is going to come to the show in Pittsburgh. Like, you heard, like, screeching stops. You heard, like, pencils drop. Diggs, I think, threw his computer. He was like, <laughs> where's he going to be sitting? Is he going to be sitting next to me? Or? <laughs> well, we've already golfed together once. So. Yeah, you, you, you didn't do that good. <laughs> Speaking of the Steelers, um, 
young team now all of a sudden, right? I mean, Roethlisberger, Dr. Ben Roethlisberger Seventh, as Diggs called him, is the elder statesman, obviously, but there's a whole new nucleus coming to the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're still heavily involved in the team. What is it like now that you are a full-on mentor to a young group while also having to go to rehab and get your ass kicked every day to potentially one day get back on the field? So honestly, it just gave me a different perspective of things. You know, I already was learning a lot, and I always had a good relationship with Coach Tomlin. But uh, it just gave me a different perspective and looking at things as a coach. But also with the younger guys, you just see who's really mentally prepared and who's ready to grow. So a lot of the guys come and ask questions. And it's cool just to be around the guys because when you're going through something tough, it's always good to be around people that you care about, people that you know. And it helps you get better instead of soaking by yourself. So it's a combination of doing both of those things that really help me grow and help me get better every day. So um, those guys asking questions and then also just frustrating you helps you constantly get better. Wow, that's awesome, dude. What a leader, man. (laughs) (laughs) What a leader. Because I got, I had knee surgeries and I was always like going through rehab. I was always like, oh, this is so hard, man. My fucking legs hurt. You know, and I got to do a one-legged squat for 10 minutes to potentially kick a ball again. You're battling against a diagnosis that is supposed to keep you down for the rest of your life. The rehab has to be so difficult. And to stay this positive and this good of a leader. And now, granted, you're a good dad. Not sure how much your kid's really learning because he's just beating the fuck. <laughs> but you're like a superhuman, man. I hope you do realize that. You're a superhuman of a guy. There's not a lot of people like you. And I can say, obviously, there are so many people pulling for you to get back in this thing and kick ass. Um, so, yeah, you're this guy's hero. Thank you, man. You're Thank the- you. We're so thankful, man. I'm so, so thankful you came through. The boys have questions. They're so excited for you. Yeah, go ahead. All right, buddy. So not only were you one of the greatest players to play the game, and you're still that way, you're one of the most, the greatest inspirational stories I've ever seen. And after having met you, I have no doubt you're going to return to the NFL and be a dominant force again. And the only way to pay tribute to what you're going to accomplish in your life for future generations is to make a fucking movie about this. Who plays you oh, in that movie? Good question. Oh, That's a tough one. Uh, you know, normally I would go like for bald head actors, but it's not a lot of them. <laughs> and hey, then, what is that, by the way? So I have alopecia. So I actually had it since I was five years old. So I think like little stuff like that actually helped me get through adversity. I've been through a lot of adversity in my life, and I'm actually thinking about like writing a book and having a doc. Uh, you sh- yeah, yeah, you sure. should. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but uh, and, and, and those things I plan on telling telling my story. Sure. But uh, I definitely uh, I definitely would love to have somebody like Will Smith or something like. Yeah. Oh! Yeah. Oh! Yeah. Yeah, fuck you. Hey Ryan, yeah. you can walk your ass fuck right off yeah. this stage right now. <laughs> I got excited. Yeah, so what's he hates him. He hates him. <laughs> and, um, but, but, or, or like Denzel, or it is, but the thing is, I have to find somebody that's kind of like my skin tone. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, like the and, Rock. 
Oh. Yeah, but, the, but the thing is, the rock is fucking huge. You know, like, <laughs> you're like I, I, I was considered a small linebacker. He's like fucking a D lineman. Like, <laughs> so, uh, no, but yeah, like the rock or, or like even somebody that's younger, like Michael B. Jordan, he's a great actor. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, nice. Like, I just, I don't know if I had a budget for those guys, but, <laughs> but we'll honestly, like, sell a chain, bro. And then, <laughs> hey, this chain ain't that much. So, <laughs> no, but, uh, I, honestly, I just, I would like somebody that would be able to represent the story, you know, and, and just do a good job of it because, like a lot of us in here, we've been through a lot. We've been through struggles. We've been through adversity. It just, everybody's seen the struggle that I went through, you know? So I would just like somebody to, to be able to display the same thing, you know? So. It's awesome. That's awesome, man. So Pat called you a superhuman and then compared you to The Rock, but like sitting next to you, like our physiques are not that different. Oh, no. <laughs> So, my question to you is, do you also eat chicken wings in bed at night, and then, in the morning, you go to the gym, but you just sign in and then sit in the car for like 20 to 30 minutes, just in case your girlfriend checks? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not going to lie. So, luckily, I didn't have to sign into a gym because I, st- I play for the Steelers. I plan on still oh, playing Congratulations. <laughs> But I do have some subscriptions that I have that I, I don't really watch or use as much as I used to. So it okay. could be the same thing. All right. All right. Are, are you a Netflix guy? You a big Netflix guy? What do you do? Uh, uh, Netflix, uh, you know, um, Hulu. There's a few other subscriptions I don't know if I want to talk about. Oh. <laughs> oh. Just like you think. Nice. It's my guy. <laughs> yeah. Since I've been married, I haven't been using them. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Talking about Fuego box. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, but I, I still eat chicken wings and, and, and burgers and stuff. I, but I, I used I used to be, and I'm going to get back on. I was on a keto diet before I got <laughs> married. Not Cheeto, keto. <laughs> hey man, Shay's here. This guy chugged a uh, double whiskey cran earlier. We were watching it all kind of. This is on you. This is on you. This is 100% my, and that fucking guy. Yeah, that was... <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I was on a keto guy before we got married. And then it just, we've been traveling nonstop. So it's kind of hard to stay on a diet. So, but I'm going to try to get back on it because uh, a daughter was telling me that the healthier you eat, the less inflammatory uh, properties you have in your body, the better you heal. So I'm trying to eat a little better. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, dicks. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> We're on the same page here. <laughs> Gorms. Well, having grown up 10 minutes outside of Ann Arbor, Michigan, Hey, Daryl. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, can, I, can, I, can I borrow your phone for a yeah, second? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to let him continue to talk, and I'm going to find what I want to find. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got you, dude. You're all blocked, by the way. I don't give a <laughs> shit. Just find me outside. Tell me what your Twitter handle is. You're gone. <laughs> you shut it down. So uh, my question, if I may, while you guys do your deal, I... I, he, I'm com- he's literally not even paying attention. No, I'm to I understand. That. I'm not trying. For those that are listening right now, that via the podcast, I can't see. As soon as Gorman mentioned Ann Arbor, Michigan, oh, I told him earlier. He, he took my phone from me. He is now googling something, 
And it appears to be an article. All right, Shazier. Just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. All right, Shazier. All right, that's all I need to see. Would you do me a favor? Do you follow me tonight so I can block you? <laughs> Please. So I'm gonna let you answer your question, and I know you like Michigan, but the last time you guys beat us was 2,765 days. So, <laughs> yikes. So you can you can come up with any question you want. I, I'm I just grew it. up 10 minutes outside the city. I don't coach the team. <laughs> Which reminds me, I have wanted to ask you a question, but I'm gonna do it um, a little bit differently. All right. All right. So just imagine yourself maybe on a set like this on NFL Today, and there's a guest announcer that's next to you. He's going to ask you a little few questions. You ready? Yeah. What's up? Hey, I'm, I'm good at answering, and I'm good at deflecting, so it's either way. <laughs> hey, I'm going to tell you something right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a good football player right here. I've got, listen, I, hey, there's, hey, listen, hey, there's, hey, I'm going to tell you something right Hey. That's a good football player right here, this guy. I forget what I was going to ask you. I'm working over at the Walmart now doing the carts. I'm a cart boy now. After it. <laughs> I take the shopping carts in. I don't know much of the game, but I just need to know one answer because one of my favorite players is a teammate of yours. How is it sharing a locker room with Terry Bradshaw? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? He's not... He's still... Pl- I saw you. Are you... Uh, the thing that the kids have, the U, yep. there's a video up there, Sean, I thought I saw Bradshaw throwing passes. <laughs> hey, that's a good football player, too. No big, got a bit of a gun on him, but he can still play. Anyway, I enjoy watching this kid. I don't know what the hell I'm saying up here, but I'll tell you one thing. Ryan says here's a great football player, and I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Where, by the way, where am I again? Yeah. I am. <laughs> so good. He, he, like he's, he is almost Lou Holtz's age. So <laughs> I am not 100% sure whether or not that was fake or not. It was a little mean spirited, by the way. Just a little. Mr. Shazier, do you also have a Yinzer accent? If so, would, uh, can you go ahead and give us a little bit? The Yinzer accent? Oh, yeah. Bring it down. No, I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I don't have a, a Yenzer accent. Come on. You did say hey. downstairs you are a no, full no, Yenzer. I'm a full time Yenzer though because uh, like I'm from Fort Lauderdale and I live in Columbus, but I only go to both of those places combined like ten times a year, like together. So I might be in Florida five five days, five times a year, and Columbus like three to four times. And like I'm going to Florida tomorrow. And I literally come back Monday, so it's, I don't really be there much. I'll be here so all the time. You're a full-time Yenzer, basically. You moved here full-time? Oh, yeah. Good you, for you, man. Appreciate you. That's awesome. Because I, I sent you a, a DM. I was like, what are the chances you're in pit? Because we're doing these shows in, in football cities literally the week after OTAs have ended. So it's like everybody just gets the fuck out of town. So I sent him a DM. I'm like, what are the chances you're in Pittsburgh? He's like, oh, I stay here, man. I was like, oh, that's incredible. All right. Is there any way I can get you? Yeah, man, I got you. I was like, you, you are way too cool of a human. I want to let you know that. I would have been much more difficult to get here. I would ask for money probably, but you did not. <laughs> so I respect it, man. Yeah, no, no problem at all. It, it, was, it was very close, though, because I was supposed to go to Florida today. So it was just, hey. yeah, so I was like, hey, let me uh, push my standby, fl- my standby flight. For this? At, yeah. So I can- wow.
And so I hope I make my flight tomorrow because it's standby. So I yeah. hope people don't buy no more fucking tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll send out the bird call. Uh, behind the glass over there, they're editing the show. Uh, the guy, the tall guy in the blue there, he, the exterminator, by the way, yeah. if you need a hand job from your Hi. wife. <laughs> uh, um, you ever have a homestead handski? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. Serious question. You have been in attendance in the crowd at a lot of Pittsburgh Penguins games. They show you there all the time. It's an awesome moment. Uh, were you always a hockey guy? Was that something that happened to you when you came to Pittsburgh? What so, made you love the sport? So I'll be honest. When I lived in Florida, the Panthers were terrible. So like it was still are. We'll go to a game. <laughs> we'll go to a game, and I was like twelve, and it was like it was like. And first of all, we're at the top, and I'm like, why are we sitting at the top? It's nobody here. We can just go to the. Front. <laughs> I feel like we can just walk, right? <laughs> so then it's like I'll be like this at the game and and honestly we just started really enjoying Penguins games. That's like a date night for me and my wife. And we really started enjoying it. And then when I got hurt, I like I was saying before, I like to continue to do things that I did before that helped me stay healthy. I don't know if that helped me stay healthy, but mentally it helped me out a lot. And Penguins games was one of the things that really helped me like get through it. You know, and I, I was just I just love being there. And then, fortunately, I got to know some people that allowed me to sit in different places. And and I was just truly thankful just to be able to be there. And I, I just started loving hockey, man. Can you, can you tell the Penguins not to fucking lose? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Indiana. I don't get to relay the message. Yeah, no, no, I, I, like, you know, it's, it's just like with football. It's like, I don't want a hockey player coming to tell me, hey, don't fucking lose. <laughs> Hey, that's why I can't say anything. <laughs> I, I think they, I think they get it, but it's just at the end of the day, it's like I, I love being there. I, I talked to the team before about adversity, and you know, and um, they actually did pretty good and made a run. Like that was the with the first year. Did they win the game that you went in there and talked? Yeah, because they, they went on a drought and they actually came back and went on like a little streak. So you're welcome, Nick. Did you hear that? <laughs> hey, thank you, sir. Yeah. So. Um, but the team, I think they're going to do great this year. I think the Steelers are going to do great this year. That's right. The Penguins doing good. You see Josh Bell might win the MVP, so I hope he win it. You know, so. I don't know who that is. I mean, the Pirates, the Pirates. Josh Fuck Bell. the Pirates, man. I, <laughs> honestly. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Everybody in here is going to hate me because I have a good friend that plays for a team in New York. And, uh, I they to, win, though. That's okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big I grew up fan, in so. this town, okay? I grew up here. Right in the middle of 25 straight years of losing <laughs> with that fucking baseball team. I can't do it. They, they got a great ballpark. It's nice to get drunk out there in the gold lot. I took a fishing net into the crowd. I caught a home run from the other team. <laughs> I kept it and I walked out. I hate the Pirates. I, <laughs> I hate it. It, it was crazy because uh, growing up, I was always a fan of everybody that was a fan of, like, the teams that weren't really close to us. So, like, uh, I was a Florida State fan. Miami was right there, you know. And then the Heat, I liked them because of Dwayne Wade, but I was always, like, fan of players. I never liked the Pacific yep. team, you know. And, and even, like, with the Dolphins, like, I was like, man, Dolphins. Is <laughs> <laughs> so, like, even when I was getting We're drafted. We're going to clip that, by the way. <laughs> For sure. Uh, the Dolphins. Uh. No, I'm just saying, but that's just growing up. I was like, the Dolphins are my home team. But it's just like, 
they're the Dolphins, and it's just I don't want to get drafted somewhere I'm at. You know what I mean? Where I'm from. You know, so but so I end up meeting my wife, and then she's from San Antonio, so I end up liking the Spurs. I end up meeting uh, Chapman from the Yankees, so I end up liking the Yankees. Yeah, my fault. <laughs> yeah, watch <laughs> I end up liking the Yankees. <laughs> It's oh, a yeah. smooth operation over here, man. Yeah, so, yeah, no, nah, but I, I feel where you're coming from. <laughs> <laughs> you're a cool dude, Chase here. <laughs> you're probably not supposed to be this cool. I'm going to let you know. Like, you're the fastest guy that basically gets the combine, but you're a linebacker. You're an all-pro from a school that's known to be a pretty arrogant school, Ohio State. <laughs> and you're just... And oh, I, uh, <laughs> my father had to cut you off. He say, oh. Now we're talking. You hear that? <laughs> Go Bucks! I had to cut him off. You guys, <laughs> hey, Urban Meyer left town. Yeah. What if left. you guys just lose every game now? I'm gonna be honest. We we we're more of a reload type of school. What, what school you went to again? All right. So <laughs> <laughs> Ty Schmidt's from Waterloo, Iowa. He's an Iowa Hawkeye. This guy over here has got a big question. Yeah, yeah. Watch you, watch you kick our ass for about three years in a row. So uh, no, but I'm I'm curious, Ryan. Who's your favorite linebacker of all time, or who's the guy that you've emulated your play after? Because like Pat alluded to, you're one of the most athletic guys out there. I don't think I think there are very few guys who play the position the way you do. Uh, so I actually grew up a big fan of uh, Patrick Willis and Derek Brooks. So uh, you know, coming from Florida, everybody was a Ray Lewis fan. And I, I love Ray Lewis, but to me, I feel like Ray Lewis always had like a great D line. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I'm gonna be honest. Ray Lewis had me a good D line in front of him and stuff like that. But to me, that's why I like the Patrick Willis and Derrick Brooks because they really made their names out of nothing. You know, they 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 showed their athletic ability. They showed they can make plays. So that's why I like those two guys. Other than Ray Lewis, Ray Ray Lewis potentially also. He said it. He said it. Top row, man. That wasn't me. Um, there's a lot of evidence, too, that says. <laughs> hey, I'm not in that. Don't be in that. <laughs> Ryan Shazier said that Ray, um, the Pittsburgh Steelers expectations next year. OTAs just ended. I'm assuming you were in the building. Got a chance to hear some chatter from either coaches or players. What are real expectations coming from inside the locker room for the Pittsburgh Steelers next year? So, honestly, you know, we're all very confident. We all believe in each other. To me, I, I, I just like how we all have the same. I like how we, have the, we all have the same mindset. You know, it's, it's just really a lot of team chemistry, a lot of team camaraderie. And then the thing that's funny is I placed a bet with my family. Not, not Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, really, no. I placed a bet with my family and that we'll win a division, you know, and, and I really feel like we can do it. So, Wait a, a second. A lot of my good friends, you know, they like the hype with all the other teams. But me personally, like, I love who we, what we got. I love the mindset that we have. And I really feel that we're going to win the championship, especially the division. Does your okay. family not think that we're going to win the division? Huh? Does your family not think we're no, going to win? Not my family, like Michelle. I'm talking about like, like my, my, other, my great uncle. And, oh, okay, like, okay, okay. And my, like, my, one of my best friends, like they just watch football. They don't really like care about who you play for. 
Gotcha. So they basically just be like, man, this team's good now, so you guys have to watch out. I'm like, all right, whatever. Man. This is probably a very difficult question to answer, but that's what I do. <laughs> I'll go with it. I get to the bottom of things. Are you nervous right now for this question? That's what's <laughs> nah, because I'm, I'm just as good as deflecting as he has as rejecting. <laughs> <laughs> With the incredible pace that you have rehabbed yourself to get to this point, I don't want you to put like an actual like time frame on it, but in your mind, what is the goal to get back to athletic mobility and like being active and potentially getting back on a football field definitely getting back on a field but when's the first couple steps so i'll be honest my goal is to still make the hall of fame that hasn't changed make the hall of fame that's my goal that was my goal let's go that was my goal even before i got hurt like uh i i said something like probably like a week or two weeks before i got hurt i was like man i honestly feel that like I was the best linebacker in the league, and if not, one of the best linebackers of all time. You know, and a lot of people was like, whoa, bro, you didn't even play that long. But to me, you have to believe in yourself. And I understood what I what I meant, you know, what I meant to the league. And honestly, I'm not going to give myself a timetable, but my daughter said if I keep grinding, and it's a, a very strong possibility that I can continue to get healthy. So my goal is just the same as it was before, man. Just one step each day. Let's get healthier, healthier, and then let's get back on the field and let's make the Hall of Fame. You're a Hall of Fame human. Ladies and gentlemen, Ohio State All-American, Pittsburgh Steelers linebacker, inspiration and future Hall of Famer, Ryan Shazier! Hey, man, that was pretty fucking cool, huh? So inspirational, man. He's a cool guy, too. We hung out with him the entire night after this. The entire night. Yeah. He, stick, he stuck around for the Q&A, just like Pac-Man did, by the way. Yep. Uh -huh. Then he actually drove Foxy, Diggs, and Ty to the casino. Yep. We went to the casino. He rented a table for us to go in the back. Shazier is a man that I'm not only inspired by and motivated by, but very happy to be friends with. I think I can say Shazier is a friend of ours. Great guy. And he's a fucking man. He saw Toy Story 4, said it was good, too. So he, something to think about. He bought us all cigars. Bought he bought cigars eat a new cigar. He bought cigars eat a new cigar because he saw cigars eat was just chewing on a cigar that he found in an ashtray. <laughs> he felt bad for me. That was very nice of him. Shout out to Shay's ear. Send him some love. Shay leave. Honestly, we all do. Uh -huh. I still plan on being a Hall of Famer. Was a quote that he said that made me feel so goddamn good to have him up on that stage. I can't wait to watch him do it. Uh, speaking of Hall of Fame, here's a Hall of Fame reader. Ladies and gentlemen, a reading by Zito. Thank you, Pat. <clears throat> With their box of awesome, Bespoke Post sends guys only the best stuff every month. They test everything in the box of awesome themselves, from style and grooming goods to 
barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear. Every product gets put through the ringer before it gets put inside a monthly box of awesome. Look at you. I read that, yeah. They told me to ad-lib in the beginning. I didn't know how to ad-lib that. You didn't know how to ad-lib what? Talking about the box. They, they deliver it to you all the time. And it's absolutely amazing every time. That's me ad-libbing it. Look oh. at you. <laughs> hey, good little ad-lib there. Zito ad-lib. I'm going to get started here real quick. Uh, take the quiz of BoxAwesome.com. Your answers will help them pick uh, the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's a free It's free to sign up, and you could, sign, you could skip a month or cancel any time. Nailed it. Each box costs <laughs> only 45 bucks. But has over seventy dollars worth oh, of wow. inside. Quick math, Zito. Yeah, I know. Quick math. I'm gonna get to that part where I always do the action part. No, no, quick <laughs> math. How oh. much money are people oh. already saving? Uh, thirty dollars. Close. Thirty five. <laughs> Close. Thirty four. Close. Thirty. Harder. Twenty nine. Warmer. Twenty eight. Warmer. Twenty seven. Warmer. 26. Warmer. 25. Bingo! Let's go! You're already saving $25 when you sign up for a Bespoke Post box of awesome. Yes, you are. I'm going to call to action here. Get 20% off your first monthly box. And you- another 20% saving? Yeah, I guess so. Look at that. So you get that 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com. So that's boxofawesome.com. And enter the code HEARTLAND. At checkout. That's boxofawesome.com. Code Heartland for 20% off your first box. Incredible read by you. Honestly. Right. Let's hope the Bespoke Post doesn't choose to leave after that because <laughs> their box of awesomes are awesome. Yeah, they, are. they show up at this office and it, you never know what it's going to be. It's like setting up a Christmas gift for yourself. Speaking of Christmas, we got into a full conversation <laughs> with a guy that's never celebrated it. <laughs> and I think you're going to find this more intriguing than you could imagine. I Honestly, when I say that, I mean uh-huh. it. Oh, yeah. You'll learn a lot. It takes a little bit to get in there, but just <laughs> go ahead and dig your heels into whatever. You, if you're in your office, go ahead and just... Go ahead and just strap in. Answers to questions that you yourself want to ask, they're answered yes. right right here. Oh, yeah. I, I think that is a factual Seriously, statement. I was I, I've been that way. I'm fifty years old. I've had questions about it. Just never went out and asked. I, I listen to Klein, answers. Bang. Ladies and gentlemen, hashtag endgame, hashtag endgame. Send us some things you want us to talk about in the future after listening to this interview. Um, and I hope it piques our interest and has us going because right now sports are dead. Sports <laughs> are dead. dead. Dead time of the year. Got great interviews coming up, though, from this Baja Mar uh, event I'm going to this weekend with the boys. I can't wait for you to hear that. Legends Week's coming next week. We got an interview with Kirk Herbstreit coming up. But this conversation is going to be one that you're going to be like, huh, never knew I wanted to know about that. Look at that. <laughs> oh, my God. Beth Chapman's dead. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. We, uh, we play a song R.I.P. We played an R.I.P. song before, you. before we got our microphones. Yeah. Or- Around you, I'm the dog, the big bad dog, the bounty hunter, bruh. Incredible R. show. R. Rest R. in peace. R. 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 That is sad. Yeah. That's very sad. They helped so many lives. 
Hey, old Beth played no motherfucking games. No, uh-uh. no. You did not want to cross the bus, which is Beth Chapman. Mm-hmm. Dog included. Seriously. You did not want to cross Beth Chapman. No. I love when Dog backed down like in a fight when the lady like was present, and then Beth would just come in heavy. Beth would body a bitch. Oh, yeah. I know. Him and the daughter. Her and the daughter. Oh, my God. Lisa. Oh, Lisa. yeah. A little thin Lisa. She got her drug problems. Yeah, ice. Mm-hmm. I think she got into the ice. <sighs> yeah. It'll get you. Somebody should look out for Leland right now, by yeah, the way. Seriously. <laughs> Leland was he was fast. Take away, he might have read a four one forty. Take away his PayPal gun before he does something bad with it. <laughs> That's fucked up. What's up, man? Are you kidding me? We're mourning right now. Not Leland, we're not. Brought the Bentley out today. Ooh. Looked good. Haven't driven it in three years. <laughs> it's not registered. The last time I saw it, like driving, you left it at Morty's for like three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That thing becomes a parking lot ornament whenever I drive it because I forget about how much I hate driving it. That thing gets more looks than oh, yeah. anything else. Anywhere there's like there was almost an accident at the red light next to me because people were trying to take pictures of the fucking car and I'm like, oh my god, I got more than your Mustang. More than a Mustang. Way no more than a Mustang. Way. Yeah. way, way, way more than a Mustang. Different class of vehicle. And it's sure. my car isn't registered at all either, by the way. I just got it back yesterday. I got it fixed because the entire thing was shut down. I literally <laughs> just parked it on my driveway for three years. So it was just sitting there collecting dust. I sent it to Graham Rahal and his brother at the Rahal Performance, which is shout out to them. I, I don't know how long they're going to be in business for, but if you're in Indiana and you need your car fixed up, they do it quick. They turn it around. I just finally looked at it one day while I was walking uh, Chuck, the little fucking corgi that shits all over the house still to this day. Oh, no. I was walking him around. And I saw the Bentley sitting in the driveway. I was like, you know what? Maybe I should drive that thing someday. You know? I mean, it's a pretty expensive car. Yeah. I bought it after my first comedy tour. It was comedy money. I felt pretty good about it when I bought it. It was just a flex for me and myself <laughs> and, and I. And I looked at it. I was like, I should get that fixed. So I texted Graham Ray Hall. And I was like, how long will it take this thing? And they're like, oh, we'll get back to you in three days. I was like, all right. So I sent it over there. got it back in three days. Drove it this morning. I've, I saw probably 40, 45 cops. I, <laughs> I saw 40, 45 cops. I saw a cop behind me, right behind me, and that thing has got stickers from 16 on it. Uh-huh. I saw the cop pull out his cell phone and take a picture of it. I'm like, well, I'm getting pulled over. And then just went around me and drove off. And I'm like, oh, and he, like I wonder if he's going to look at that picture later and be like, this motherfucker, that thing was a race. <laughs> probably texting his wife. Look at his car. I saw. It's fucking Bentley driving on Pendleton Pike. Do Pendleton. you have a power ranking of all your cars? Um, Ford F-150 is number one. Ford F-150 is number one, mostly because it has the juice. It's big. It's comfortable. It's my day-to-day. I'm not scared to drive it. And for those that are listening at home, I've always been a car guy. I've always enjoyed cars and homes. It's it's been my entire life. When I was a little kid, I used to look up on the hill, and there was this one very rich person that lived up on the hill, and he just had these new cars coming in and out every day. And I was like, oh, I I want one of those one day. I want one of those one day. So I became a car guy, and I have a lot of cars, and I won't get rid of any of them. I won't sell them for some reason. Reason I should. Everybody tells me just sell it if you're not going to. Like everybody that Bentley sat there for three years, like just sell it, just sell it. I'm like, well, I don't want people to think I'm going broke, so I'm selling. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I I just hang on to it. I just let this thing sit and waste away, basically. But the F-150 is number one. Absolutely number one. The original Escalade now that has black mold in it that cannot get fixed, <laughs> that thing is 1A. That thing, really? Yeah, well, that, let's go. That thing, I drove that thing like a Honda Civic. That is the greatest <laughs> That is the greatest vehicle I've ever had. It's for the life. memories more than anything, right? Yeah, yeah, sitting down there by the barn. You can't do anything else, right? Actually can't open it. it it's <laughs> toxic. Like, they, they said I could potentially the die. The plague's in it. Yeah, it, it, well, I don't know if it's a black plague. It's black uh, mold. Black mold. That's what started sure. all that. Yeah, with the rats. They teamed up together. People forget that. People do forget that, yeah. don't they? Smart. Yeah, it is smart. So that one is number 1A. Then um, 
I, I think the Tesla has to be right there next because it's such a joke. It's a joke. I only bought it as a joke. I was like, uh, <laughs> this is a joke. And I buy it, and it's the fastest golf cart in the history of... <laughs> That's what it is. It's like you're on a roller coaster. Yeah. The thing goes from zero to 80, literally, with just one little... And there's no gears, so it just goes. I don't drive it anymore because I get car sick every oh. time I get in. I make myself car sick, so I can't drive that anymore. Shelby is probably number three, if I had to guess. But that thing hasn't been registered in a couple of years either because I wrapped <laughs> it around a tree in my driveway. So that thing got all fixed up. Up by Graham Ray Hall and the boys. Sam has his Audi we just got. I like that a lot. I like the Audi a lot. Nice. Right. You can you can put the Harley in there somewhere too. Oh, the Harleys, oh. the Harleys are they're in their own class. They're their toys. The Harley is in the toys. <laughs> toy class. They're you got that toy. Honda dirt bike too. I got a Honda dirt bike that I've never turned on. I, I have no <laughs> idea how to turn it on, but all I want to do is just DMX Rough Riders Anthem wheelie right down the yeah. middle of fucking Meridian one night. <laughs> That's the only reason why it was purchased. Haven't turned it on. Um, I'm great with money. The um, <laughs> I like Sam's Audi though. So I bought her an Audi for her birthday last year. She turned 30. I bought her this car. And it had this Audi driving thing on it where if it got close to a line, it would center yeah. you. Mm. Terrible. It, I hated the car. I, I literally almost gave it back immediately because you even, the way, <laughs> the way I drive, I am a loose driver, but I don't get in accidents except for with trees in my front yard uh, when I'm trying to drift it around my fucking circle in the front, which is not a good decision. Well, you live and you learn. But I, if you get anywhere near like a line, it would like recenter you. So I was like getting sick, like I was fighting the car basically mm -hmm. the entire time. Found out how to turn that off. Uh -huh. It was deep in the system. That became an immediately good car. Gorman, you're a big Audi guy. You uh, love the Audis. Love them, yeah. Yeah, good you're car. you're an Audi guy, guy through and through. Um, when I drove Sam's car home for you from the dealership, because you were away on vacation, you were surprising and yep. with it for her birthday. Yep. So I had to drive it from the, the dealership to your house, and the person following me, I said, hey, I'm going to go the back roads because there's not a chance in hell I'm going to crash this motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going the back roads and go down that one hill on Sergeant Road or whatever it is, and then <laughs> deer. Oh, right out Are you serious? I, I don't know if I ever told you this. Yet. No, <laughs> I'm learning this right now. Deer. Boop, 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 boop. And I hit the brakes, and I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. And I start to go again. Deer from the other direction. Oh, Boom, my like they God. They were traveling together, or if it was the same one, I don't know. And I must have sat there <laughs> yeah. for five minutes. It's like, they're such pricks. Sweating, dude. like, I don't want to go forward right now. Like, fucking, what? This I deer didn't know runs that. Side <laughs> that of is hilarious. Was there a deer crossing sign? No. Oh, those assholes. <laughs> I know. Yeah, this is not the where they're deer, supposed to be moving. The deer do not respect those signs. They do not. Yeah, not everybody talks about no, humans. they're terrorists, too. And everybody talks about, talks about humans not following rules. What about the deers not crossing where the deer signs are? What about oh, that's them? That's fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Follow the rules here. That's what I'm You know saying. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And whenever you're in the north and it's like a moose crossing, like I I'm going to expect that moose to cross just there. Right there. And mm -hmm. only there. We, you have your land. We have ours. We've taken a lot of yours. That's on us. But at least follow our fucking rules. <laughs> what animals have crossings? Bear? Yep. Bear crossing? Yep. Horse crossing? I've uh -huh. seen ducks. Ducks crossing? Duck Amish have them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They just School crossing? That's yeah. a kid, though. Yeah, those kids. Bli uh, deaf. Oh, gosh. Deaf and blind kids yeah. have them. Uh, you think they get mad about that? They, like, single them out? No, they say in this neighborhood there is a yeah. deaf child or something like that. Or a blind kid. Correct. Yeah, and I think it's at least put their name on it. You know, is Golf? that all right? No, you're. I was laughing about something else. <laughs> what are you laughing about, Nick? Uh, just types of crossings. Go on. Zito's mom. 
don't get it. Golf cart crossings. <laughs> there are golf cart crossings. Those? Yeah. <laughs> You know, you think the Amish should use sails more often? Give the horses so. a break. I think so. I well, agree. we saw we saw a horse on our journey to back to Pittsburgh coming mm-hmm. through Ohio. We saw the Amish yeah. taking off. Yeah, that's all one big uh, racket, right? The, the Amish, Amish are just all one big racket. It's fine quality, I though. So. I think. I think they're selling good quality. They're stuff. not. I think yeah, they used to. They're upselling it now yeah. too. It's yeah. all, like the that, is... that one guy we stopped at that one gas station. He had those wicker, wicker baskets, baskets. Mm-hmm. and I was like, "What type of deal are we working?" He was like, "No deal. <laughs> we lost work." His horse. He was like, yeah, he's, "He's had a little fucking buggy there. No horse. Oh, he wouldn't haggle. He wouldn't haggle at all. Wouldn't even move at all." These fucking millennial Amish. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't like it. I thought that's what we're here for. You're in front of a gas station that's selling fucking pizza. Yeah. You at least need to haggle with me on this wicker basket. Hey, ain't nobody buying this thing I, it's, I see that it's fully stocked yep. right now at least give me a little wiggle room i'll do some work with you oh shit yeah they don't pay taxes 40 There's, bucks that's what it was yeah 40 dollars yeah I for tried, the one i looked at it was 40 bucks I was like, eh. it was nice though yeah I mean, it was nice but did it have a usb plug-in i don't know for 2025 <laughs> it would have been okay <laughs> my dad used to do a lot of work with the amish and my dad speaks dutch like the uh, the Amish Dutch, whatever yeah. it is, they speak their own little language. Dutch. Yeah, my dad tried to talk to the guy, and the guy fucking cold shouldered him. Like my dad was trying to befriend him. He's like, "What type of finish you got on this wood here?" Because my dad probably sold the fucking finish <laughs> to said Amish person that did it. And he was like, "Ah, uh, it's just da da da." And then my dad started speaking the Amish Dutch to him, like da And the guy just like stopped talking to him. And I was like, "Is there any fucking wiggle room on this?" He was like, "No, we work hard on it." My dad and my dad, I both looked at each other, like, "Well, fuck this guy." Yeah, Tim McAfee. He was just trying to have a little Amish conversation. It's like whenever I go, Kia Stamos, mi amigos. And they all go, see, si, yeah, bien, eh. I'm like, yeah, my guys, whatever we can do. Did that this morning. You know but, what? They put a little electricity in their lives, maybe a little bit happier. No, no, no. Who are you talking about? The Amish? Yeah. yeah I mean, they, they literally just hustle the entire system. They scam the entire system. They pay no taxes. Yeah. They do whatever the fuck they want. There's no rules out there. And then they just go out into a little shed in the backyard and watch NFL Sunday drive tickets. <laughs> a lot of McAfee fans out there in the Amish community, I learned. I'm a big fan of that. I like them. There's good people to have on your side. Jeremiah's? Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can shoot. I'd rather have the Mennonites on my side than the Amish. Show. Whoa. Dude. Why? How about the women? That, that makes no sense. <laughs> the, Mennon- <laughs> the Mennonites make no sense to me. <laughs> Could hold that one. <laughs> uh, Go on, talk. No, I just don't think like they have. They do have everything that we do. The same option, rules yeah. as we do. Are they the curly ones? The what? The curly? <laughs> no, it's Jewish. Jewish Orthodox. Orthodox. Jewish faith. Uh, but, go on, continue on with yeah. that. <laughs> I just don't know why. If you have everything that we do. Why is your only rule that you have to have bad haircuts and <laughs> dress terrible clothes that you make your mom makes? Yeah, I mean, and why do you have to ride in the back of vans? Yeah. Builds, builds character, builds grit. I guess. I don't know. Diseases, too, I think. Yeah. So builds a lot of that. So you just thought Orthodox Jews were Mennonites? Well, I, didn't, I didn't know. That's There's modern Orthodox just Jews, took too. A, I just took a swing there. There's modern Orthodox Jews Good as God. well. I missed. Oh, That's yeah. Michael Klein. Uh, one of my agents mm. is a modern Orthodox Jew. He takes 24-6. He takes off uh, Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That oh. Can't use technology. He's Amish. He turns Amish for 24 hours. It's not a bad idea. It's been the most insane thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And he holds true to it. 1,000% holds true to it. Like what, He couldn't get in a car nope. one time whenever we were on a trip. He had to walk. Every time we've been with him, too, he can't eat food. 
I don't know how, why. Because it's not kosher. So if it doesn't have the little U with a circle on it, like on a bottle, there'll be a U with a circle on it. And you always thought it was like, um, I have no idea what I, I ever thought it meant. That's the kosher union. Oh, yeah, right here. Or the Orthodox Union. It's so this means it's been blessed by a rabbi? Yeah. Somehow, like, it, that he's allowed to drink anything. He was anything. prepared the right way. Yeah, with a U with I'm a not necessarily <laughs> blessed. <laughs> Fucking rabbi's <laughs> just at the smart water plant. Hey, their, their prayers do sound like that, <laughs> know, though. We were at that wedding, and uh, oh, the, yeah. o- the eldest statement uh, there came out and did an entire thing. I would just always keep a rabbi nearby. I was like... <laughs> really want some pizza right now. Rabbi, please. <laughs> Hold on. I want to call him for the show. I got questions. Ladies and gentlemen, to answer all of our questions, uh, Mr. Michael Klein of CAA. Uh, Mr. Klein? Yes, sir. Okay. What does the U with the circle around it on my smart water mean? <laughs> it means that it is certified kosher. That is kosher water that you're drinking. Okay, so Todd McComas asked, does that mean like a rabbi went in there and blessed the smart water factory, or what does that mean? No, what it, what it means is that sure? a rabbi was there to supervise the process oh. to ensure that it was just using kosher ingredients. Obviously, in water, there aren't any non-kosher ingredients. It's just water. But that there, was, <laughs> there wasn't anything that, was, that is non-kosher that was used to bottle that water. Okay, and you are a modern Orthodox Jewish man, correct? Everybody has got a different definition. So I identify as a modern Orthodox Jew. There are plenty of people that have different definitions as to what that means. So, um, again, I believe I am a modern Orthodox Jew, but I understand that different people have different different um, definitions as to what that means. You right. identify with them. That means you can use either bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> um, no Jewish comment. Right, right, exactly. I can use the Orthodox bathrooms or I can use the conservative bathrooms. They're both kosher. Right, ex- ex- exactly right. I would like you to know that we all, if you identify as it, we believe you, man. Uh, quick question. What separates you? You're, very, you're a very tolerant podcast, that's why. <laughs> goddamn right. So I, I, I don't know if I should say that when we're talking about the goddamn. That's on me. <laughs> yeah, please don't. I'm offended by that. Yeah, well, it, there's a U on that. There's a U in the circle on that goddamn. Okay, so by the way, just one second. I'm sorry. Let me let, that that U with the circle around it is actually an OU. It's an it's a U inside an O, and it stands for Orthodox Union. Oh. Oh. So it's not just okay. a U; it's an OU. Nice. Okay. Well, you guys are right here on my smart water every day. That's awesome. Uh, what separates you from the curly sideburn uh, New York Jewish? Is that the modernness of the Orthodox Jewishness? Probably, although honestly, not much. Um, not, not much, again, in the way I identify as a modern Jew, as a modern Orthodox Jew. So we all keep the Sabbath, we all keep kosher to to a different extent, right? To a different extent somewhat. Um, but they, they, those folks, and again, I hate generalizing anybody, but I'll generalize a little bit for the sake of this conversation. Um, they, they generally try to be segregated from from the world in certain ways in order to protect their tradition, which is, is something that I think is admirable at times and a little bit concerning at times. But again, I'm generalizing, so I need to be careful, be careful with that. Whereas, again, I, I believe, and 
that's where the modern sort of comes in, that, that we should live in the world and we should participate and we should contribute in, in a more meaningful way to not only Judaic, but also to secular pursuits. Okay, so you... Per- sense? Yes, absolutely. You participate in the world on six days out of the seven days out of the week. <laughs> the- exactly. One day, one day is for family and, and uh, spirituality and God. Exactly right. Am I right here when I say this? It is sundown on Friday to sundown on Saturday. You turn completely Amish. Is that correct? Um, it's close to, again, I, I'm not an expert in Amish customs, um, so I think in the, in, in the way that you're describing, you yes, basically, basically we don't, we don't in that t- it's actually 25 hours, so it's a little bit before sundown on Friday to sundown on, on Saturday night. During, during those 25 hours, um, we don't use electronics and what i mean by that is we're not sitting in pitch black um throughout you know during at night but we don't we don't engage with the electronics so so there's no flipping on and off the television we're not flipping on and off lights like if you if it's on when 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 shabbat starts we keep it on and if it's not on then we keep it off okay so when if i was to come celebrate shabbat shalom with you and the klein family in the modern orthodox would i be able to turn on the tv for you guys like the Amish do the Amish have like uh, third party. have like a third party operation that runs the saws for them and stuff like that. If I was to just so happen, you know, pop over to the Klein Orthodox Jewish residence on a Saturday and just like turn on the TV, would you guys would that be allowed or would, would that be kind of breaking Shabbat tradition? Before I even answer that, the idea of you coming to our house and sharing Shabbat afternoon or Shabbat dinner or Shabbat meal with us would be electric. Um, we have, we, we absolutely have to make that happen um frankly not only not only seeing you just interacting with the customs of the day but also you interacting with my kids i please next time you're in la that is happening um circle back to your question um that's one of the sort of the things that is not in the spirit of the day right it's not really in the spirit of the day for to have you flipping on and off television so that we can benefit (laughs) from it so are there folks that 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 might be a little bit more lax on it yes and and i don't judge how they practice, right? Everybody's ah! entitled to practice the way that they want. Um, it's just not the way that we chose that we choose to practice. So, that answer, I think I did, right? Yeah, you did absolutely. There's some questions from the room, uh, Mr. Klein. Uh, we were just speaking, and what brought this on was uh, Evan Foxy complaining uh, about how you're never able to eat when yeah, you're out with he everyone. Complained a lot. Uh, so I was mm-hmm. hoping you could explain to the child what uh, it goes into preparing kosher food. Was he complaining, or was he, no, or was he sensitive to the fact that I can't eat? Both. Oh, yeah. There was no complaining, okay? He's complaining right now, Bob. He's complaining right now. He's it, very it, insensitive Foxy. about you. Yeah, Foxy doesn't even know what kosher means. This guy is terrible. I, Foxy, you're a mensch. You're an absolute <laughs> mensch. That's a compliment. That's a, that's a compliment. <laughs> you're sensitive okay. to it. So, so, yeah, so is it, was that a question? or No, that's true, right? Because there are not a lot of kosher establishments in Indianapolis, and that's where <laughs> I, seem <to> be, <laughs> I seem to be with you guys out a lot is in Indianapolis, and there are not a lot of kosher establishments. So, again, I stick to, you know, the bread or chips and guac, something, something that I believe, um, something that I, I feel comfortable eating. Again, there are plenty of people that would, associate, that, would, that would describe themselves as modern orthodox that wouldn't even eat that, the stuff that, that, that I do feel comfortable eating. Um, so yeah, that's that's what it is. Basically, that that the the restaurants that or the bars that we're in don't have a kosher a kosher kitchen. So even if even if a piece of fish, let's say salmon, for instance, is inherently kosher, and there's nothing non-kosher about about salmon because it's not prepared 
with a with a rabbi supervision to ensure that no non-kosher ingredients are used or it's it's not necessarily mixed with let's say I'll be dramatic pig fat on the skillet or wherever it's prepared oh. therefore I just abstain a little bacon wrapped salmon oh, oh right. like that oh. All right. Uh, uh, that's, that sounds delicious, but I, honestly, I couldn't tell you what bacon tastes like. I can tell you what it smells like, and it smells delicious. Oh, wait. So you can't eat any form of the pig because the pig is uh, the lowest of... Uh, Filthy animal. Cre- yeah. Cre- it's, it's, it's because it's non-kosher. I, I don't want to judge animals like you, Pat, <laughs> on like, judging things. So pigs may be wonderful creatures, but it's inherently non-kosher. So, um, so in any way you can prepare it, it's it's it doesn't matter. Is it's that just, because it's of not what, kosher? And I can't touch it. Is it not kosher because of what it's fed? No. So we're we're getting deep now. We are getting oh, deep. Oh yeah, the that's re- what we do on the this show. The reason why the reason why it's not kosher is because of the Torah and Pat knows all about the Torah. The fucking mountain, Mount Sinai. Oh. They walked all the way up the fucking mountain, and old and, God was up there. Two rocks, <laughs> ten commandments. And pigs can't get up the mountain. No, pigs oh, from yeah, the pigs chose not to go up the Mount Sinai. Bunch of assholes. They should have got on the boat. You guys, oh, you, you guys are all idiots. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the reason why it's not kosher is because of the Torah states, and again, we're getting really granular here, that in order for an animal to be kosher, it needs to both chew its cud and have split hooves. And while the pig does have split hooves, it doesn't chew its cud. Hold Therefore, on. it's not kosher. Hold on. You need to ask God why, why, those, two, why those are the two requirements of a, of a kosher animal. I don't know. I can't answer that. But that's what the Torah says. You so lied to do. me. You lied to me. I was told that the Torah was two rocks, five rules on each one. The one rock was the rules between you and God, and then the other five were the rules amongst the humans, and those were the Ten Commandments. Not once did you say that there was a hoof rule on these rocks up on top of Mount Sinai. That the, you almost got it. You almost got it. It's the, those two rocks were the Ten Commandments, right? Yep. The Ten Commandments are part of the Torah, but it's not the Torah. The Torah is like is the Bible, the Old Testament. That's Jesus that's basically the, the definition of the of the Torah. So so the Old Testament within the Old Testament lists the Ten Commandments and also lists all those rules, right? My uh, great Dane chooses its own cud. What can we eat it? Yeah, what kind of crud are they supposed to be eating? Zito's mama's hooves. <laughs> oh jeez. Those are the two requirements: chewing its cud and split hooves. Uh, okay. Um, I can't thank you enough for coming in here and answering these questions. I think this is going to be good knowledge for a lot of people, by the way. And I want to ask you this question, and this is a little bit of a serious question. Well, two questions. I am allowed to say the word Jew, correct? (laughs) Well, uh, (laughs) it depends. You need to finish the thought and finish the sentence. But I, I don't believe that the word Jew is offensive. Yeah, you told me that last week, and it was a very... I still have yet to go out in public and on record and just <laughs> say... It. Yeah, I have yet to let it fly out in public. I don't know. I don't know. If it doesn't feel right. <laughs> I, I, I always state Jewish people, but you said that Jew is completely okay. I mean, right. Like, uh, Michael is an Orthodox Jew. I don't think that's offensive to say. Okay, so I'm Those talking to my Orthodox... sheep. I think that's offensive to say. <laughs> so it's whoa, 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 whoa. You said it, not me. We're speaking with uh, an Orthodox Jew. So, Mr. Klein, um, why is it, and this is a real thing, it seems like the Jewish people are always entrenched in battle with the Muslim uh, group. Why is that? Why is that just something that is in your your guys' Torah? Is that something that is just in it? Why do do so many people seem to hate it? Because I'm going to be honest. 
whenever where we grew up, there wasn't a lot of Jewish people in Pittsburgh where I grew up at. Out here in Indiana, there's not a lot of Jewish people. In West Virginia, there isn't a lot of Jewish people. So once I started to get to know you and Kunin and others at CAA, you're the my first representative of the Jewish uh, religion and Jewish people. And the other Jews say that you're the most Jew Jew. So like <laughs> getting a chance to chat, am I allowed to say that? Is that a lot to be said right there? <laughs> Is that right? You're good. You're good. Okay. So, so this, this is, again, I'm not speaking on behalf of everybody. I'm speaking on behalf of myself. I, I believe that's overstated, right? The, the, the rival between Muslim and Jews, right? Like, we, I believe, and I think I can say we believe, anybody that's not extreme, just be a good person, treat people well, be respectful of people, and, and, and I would say just be cool with other people's beliefs, and you're going to be rewarded. That's, 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 what, that's what I believe Judaism stands for, and that's what I believe Muslim. Uh, or Islam stands for as well. I, I don't believe that that we're an innately like hateful religion, or that they are a innately hateful religion. I think there are sects of of Jewish folks that I don't necessarily agree with how they go about things, and I'm sure there there are plenty of of Muslim people that feel the same way about certain sects of of the way. Islam. People practice that religion, and so I think it's I think it's overstated that there's this innate rivalry. I think good people prevail, and that's what we try to be. Uh, you are you're a mensch, bro. You're an absolute. I'm sorry. Mensch. I'm sorry. I, I know you wanted something that's a little bit more elaborate, no. or a bit, maybe a little bit more no. you are, <laughs> out there. But that, this, that's what I believe. I think this is good. this is what our show does. Our show has real conversations about the real things in life. That's what we're known for. And this is a real conversation that I'm assuming a lot of people have never heard about. Educates. Yeah, we're educating humans out here in the middle of America. Zito has a question. This should be good. Uh, is there like a, st- a rust or a store that just has the all use in it? Like the U O U. O U, yeah. Not not oh, Jews, sorry. Absolutely. It's big business. Coast big business Delhi, in, in in New York, in Chicago, in Miami, in Los Angeles, in places where there are a lot of Orthodox or, or a lot of Jews that keep kosher. Yeah. There are kosher supermarkets. So the so the benefit of that is you can just go in there and just you can take anything off the shelf without having to search for that for that certification. And, then, and by the way, there are other certifications other oh. than just the OU. There, there are lots more. You just haven't noticed them yet. <laughs> What's that even fucking mean? Like, like Blue's the- Clues you're just giving us right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, there's a Triangle K. There's a whole, there's a whole thing. There's oh, a whole exactly. thing of all these different organizations that, that certify products to be kosher. It's a gas station. Do you, uh, do you really like the bread that they give you? The really dried one? You get like a religious holidays? No way he likes that bread. I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> is this a different religion? <laughs> no. Are you talking about like matzah? matzah? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Do you like that kind of bread? On Passover? Yeah. It's, it's um, I mean, you, you're only supposed to eat it really for eight days the entire year. Actually, it's actually pretty good. It's like a, it's like a better version of a cracker. Hmm. That's what I believe. Mr. Klein? Yes, sir? Has there ever been a, uh, a Friday where you didn't accidentally leave on the TV Going into a Saturday, like during football season? College game. I don't feel comfortable answering that question. <laughs> <laughs> when I found out that as, as long as it's on when it starts, yeah. it stays on the entire time. Quite a loophole, my I, friend. I, 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 no comment. That's not in the spirit of the day, Diggs. That's why you... I, Correct. Mr. Klein. I do not consider myself any religion. I have a lot of questions. I, I'm actually piecing together an entire stand-up hour called Finding My God, where I dive deep into all these religions and point out the things that I find pretty hysterical. Let's say I was to show up at your guys' uh, uh, synagogue. Synagogue. synagogue? Mm-hmm. Yes. 
What if I was to show up there, jorts, tank top, and say, you know what? I've decided I'm an Orthodox Jew. How would that go about? Ha- would that be able to happen? Sure. I mean, there are plenty of people that have converted. Some people that we're proud of and some people that we're not so proud of. I think Adam Sandler wrote a whole song about Jews um, that celebrate Hanukkah, some of which converted. So, yeah, I mean, it's a serious process, especially if you want to do it within the, in the Orthodox um, within the Orthodox community, it's probably a little bit harder to convert in the Orthodox community than it is to convert um, in other sects of Judaism. Um, but absolutely, we are very we are very welcoming of anybody that's, that has a real genuine interest in the religion and the practice of the religion, 100%. I just come in there and say, yep, Jesus bullshit. No test or anything? Oh, no, it's, it's a whole process. It's a whole process of hours and hours of study and, and meeting with rabbis and stuff like that. George it's, it's, it does not happen just overnight, at least, again, in, in, the Orthodox, in the Orthodox tradition. I can't speak to conservative or reform in their process, but in the Orthodox, in the Orthodox um, sect, it's, it's, a, it's a complicated, very, very difficult thing to convert. Can I get all the cereals in a kosher grocery store? Good question. Oh, yeah, like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Is that kosher? That is kosher. Let's a lot go. of them. Oh, good, good for you guys, man. Yeah. Hey, good for you guys. <laughs> yes, I'm very, very proud of Kellogg's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Klein, why did I get the Monday Night Football job? <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys later. Anything else? Anything else Jew, Jew related? <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, my Orthodox Jew friend, Michael Klein. Thank you all. Shabbat shalom. Hey, Shabbat shalom, bro. See ya. See ya. Is he related to Calvin Klein? Yeah. I don't think Calvin Klein's an Orthodox Jew. I'm not certain he sells panties. Learned a lot there. I'm telling you. Every time I'm so intrigued by I I think I might be the most intrigued human by religion, maybe on this earth. Mm -hmm. I if I meet somebody who is of a certain religion. They have no idea that I'm coming in for at least a 30 to 45-minute conversation about everything. And I think I can kind of put them off a little bit at first because I do have jorts on and a tank top, so they're assuming that I'm going to come in from uh, some sort of angle, which I am. I just want to learn about it. But, man, my first day meeting him and talking to him, he was, like, trying to recruit me, you know. My first time talking to him, actually, was when I was still in the NFL. I was still in the NFL. It was, like, maybe my fifth year in the NFL, sixth year in the NFL, and he was working for a little tiny little agency, and he followed me on Twitter, and he was like, I want to represent you. I don't know what you're going to do, but I want to represent you. And he had to have the the head boss of that small agency called in with him. And they're like, what do you plan on doing when you retire? I'm like, uh, I don't know, man. I want to make movies. I want to have a radio show. I want to be in WWE. Uh, I want to do it all, man. I just want to take over the world. And the boss was like, okay, we're going to have to put together an entire plan for this. We'll call you back. Never call me back, right? Mm. So they never called me back. So then Klein calls me whenever I retire, and he's like, literally like, hey, you remember I called you years ago. I want to rep. So Klein has wanted to rep me for a long time. So I appreciated him, and he flew out to Indy to meet me and chat with me, and we sat down and talked. And it was he was just, you know, spinning everything about how CAA can do this and we can do this and we know these people now. He said, I'm new here. I was at a much smaller agency before when we called you. They didn't fully get it. This type of place will have the means to be able to do whatever you want to do. We can really figure out all the bullshit sell. You know what I mean? <laughs> but and then he said, um, he said, my life, uh, I'm an Orthodox Jewish man, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Phew. This guy doesn't even know what just happened. <laughs> and I, I literally put my feet up on the desk. I put my feet up on the desk. And I think he thought I was going to come at him as a place of judgment. And I, my, one simple question. I said, what does that mean? And that 
led to an hour and a half conversation about <laughs> what his life is religious wise. And then we walked out of the room. I think you guys were all here. And I was like, oh, I fucking like this guy. And I just learned everything there is to know, I think, about the Orthodox <laughs> Jewish religion. I'm a big fan of Klein. I like Klein a lot, man. He's a good dude. But Foxy's 100% right. The guy can never eat. The guy can never eat. We're in Atlanta, couldn't yep. eat. We're in Indy, can't eat. He can't eat anywhere we go. It's a, it's a wild scene. And so it's, the one thing he didn't answer was, does anyone know here what, what uh, crud or cut is? Cud, yeah. Cud. It's like a cow. They get Chow. that foamy spit oh, out so of their mouth and they just eat on it. Oh, so they just eat your own spit? Yeah, it's like a digestive thing. They uh, they swallow it because it speeds it up that digestion. So if I eat, digestion. spit, or swallow? That's so like, like Tim McAfee doesn't really chew. He just inhales his food. Yeah. He doesn't <laughs> chew his crud. Right. Got it. And then, so like. That's good to know. So he said that a rabbi goes to the plants to make sure it's done appropriately. Probably when they're building the plant, if I had to guess. So, I mean, that water plant could change its ways. How often does the rabbi have to go back and check I, out to make when sure it's I say this, I mean this. I, I think they stick with it pretty good. I think if they... Once a week checkup? They're like fire marshals. It's a union. <laughs> Just come in, fire check marshal. it once a month. How many people we got in here? Grade. I like it. So we had uh, <laughs> Pac-Man Jones on today's show, <laughs> Ryan Shazier on today's show, and probably the first Orthodox Jewish human that most people have heard talk and explain their religion. I think this was a hell of a Thursday. Pretty, pretty day, I can day. see Klein running from the back room, right, as it's getting sundown on Friday night. Turn that television on! You know? <laughs> Tomorrow, Notre Dame's on! All he ever said, Notre Dame, huh? Wow! Uh, you know, I, wow. I, I just met a college football game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Wow. <laughs> Clemson's on. <laughs> he uh, he sticks with it. He's very because it's all in the spirit of the day. Because I'm always like, well, if you eat that, like, is God going to send you to hell? Like, because I'm like, well, so is if you do this, is God going to send you to hell? And he's always like, I don't know. Uh, everything is in the spirit, Pat. Everything is in the spirit of the day. I'm like. Okay, I respect that a lot. He's but you talk to the other Jewish folks that aren't Orthodox about him, they're always just like this guy, the most Jewish guy we've ever been around our entire <laughs> life. They call him twenty four six Klein. It's the fucking thing. <laughs> and the best is like Pat will be asking him these questions, and if like people are around, Pat makes sure everyone around you know this guy doesn't use electricity one day of the week. Have you he makes sure the entire people have you know. ever like I think uh um Sam Martin yes. was at the wedding sitting on, on the one side over there. Yep. And I started again at the wedding. There was a lot of traditions happening that I've never seen before. So I'm intrigued by this. I'm like, what the, what the fuck did that guy just say? He was like, he's blessing the bread, Pat. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I like it. And then everybody starts screaming. Maza! I'm like, well, what are we celebrating? I know we're celebrating something. He's like, oh, he just blessed the wine. I'm like, okay, my guy, my guy. And then Sam Martin's like, oh, oh you understand what's going on there? And I'm like, Sam. You have no idea. <laughs> this guy probably wrote this that this guy's writing right here. And Mike's like, I did not. And I'm like, uh, are we going to have this conversation right now? We are. Uh, Sam, this guy doesn't use electronics all day on Saturday. <laughs> and then obviously that piques Sam Martin's interest. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden we're right back in that hour and a half conversation. <laughs> Every time. I love it. I think people should learn more about other people. Honestly, yeah. I think it's a real thing. I think mm -hmm. ignorance usually is what leads to people yeah. hating people. And if you can kind of get rid of that, that's awesome. And I love learning about folks. That's why Austin Colley, same thing with the Mormon religion. We were in the middle of a strength and conditioning training program, and he was running right next to me. And I'm like, well, I don't know if we'll ever get this time again. I want to know everything about the fucking Mormons. I would like to hear it from beginning to end. And he told me everything, and then I go watch the Book of Mormon, and it's like, well, there's two different ways to describe the same <laughs> Two different ways to describe the same religion. That was awesome. Nice little Thursday for yeah. us. Yeah. Nice little Thursday for us. Great little Thursday. Shout out Pac-Man doing an interview. He doesn't do a lot of those. Shout out to Shazier 
getting a huge pop in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Michael Klein explaining the Orthodox Jewish religion to everybody. This is a good day. Ty Schmidt, hit the music. Soaking through the floor And buried in your bones There's an ache that you can't ignore Taking your breath Stealing your mind And all that was real Is left behind Don't fight it It's coming for you Running at you It's only this moment Don't care what can gather Your fever dream Can't you see you getting closer Just surrender Cause you feel the feeling Taking over It's fire It's freedom It's flooding open So 